From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the government announced plans to hike medical school enrollment quota by over 65%. A national security chief and a presidential chief of staff from the Park Geun-hye administration are among figures expected to receive special presidential pardons. And the Seoul High Court overturns an initial ruling that the state was not responsible for compensating humidifier disinfectant victims. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Che. The nation's quota on medical school enrollment is set to jump over 65% the next year, with the first hike in 19 years. The government announced the final figure of 5,058 as a means of plugging regional service gaps and preparing for increased demand. The country's doctors' association, meanwhile, continues to fiercely oppose the decision and instead has called for better resource allocation. Tom McCarthy has more. The quota for medical school admissions will expand by 2,000, or 65.4% of this year's quota for the 2025 academic year. The health ministry announced the decision to increase the quota to 5,058 for the first time since 2006, when it was set at 3,058, after a session of its policy review committee on Tuesday. The ministry said the expansion will be centered around medical schools outside the capital region and that the supply and demand of doctors in the country will be managed through a regular review and adjustment of the workforce. The government has cited the nation's shortage of doctors as a key factor contributing to medical care depletion outside the capital region as well as in essential medicine. In 2021, there were 2.6 clinical doctors for every 1,000 people in the country, the second lowest after Mexico among member states of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which had an average of 3.7. Presiding over a cabinet meeting earlier in the day, President Yoon Suk-yeol said an estimated 15,000 more doctors will be needed by 2035 amid the rapidly aging society, stressing that increasing the medical workforce is a pressing task that can no longer be delayed. With the announcement, Health Minister Cho Gyu-hong warned of a stern response to any opposition acted upon by relevant parties, with the Korean Medical Association vehemently against the move since it was proposed. The Doctors' Federation has contended that there are already enough doctors in the country, while also voicing concerns that larger classes will compromise the quality of education and services, calling instead for a better allocation of professional and financial resources across the nation. Tom McCarthy, KBS World Radio News. The Korea Medical Association has warned that it will launch a general strike if the government unilaterally pushes ahead with a plan to increase the enrollment quota for medical schools without consultation. The KMA issued the warning in an emergency press conference in Seoul on Tuesday morning ahead of the government's announcement of the extent of the expansion. KMA President Yi Pilsu said that despite repeated proposals from the medical community, the government is pursuing unilateral policies without sufficient discussion and consultation with the group. The KMA chief then warned that if the government proceeds without talking with the medical community, the group will immediately begin procedures for a general strike, while discussing the results of its survey of members conducted in December about a massive strike to protest the government's plan to increase the quota. The KMA executive branch also plans to resign en masse and immediately convene an extraordinary general meeting of delegates to form an emergency committee. The government announced Tuesday that President Yoon suk yeols fourth round of special pardons to be granted on Wednesday ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday include among 980 politicians and business figures, 
former National Security Advisor Kim Guanjin, who had been sentenced to two years in prison for ordering 2012 election opinion rigging online. Kim Gi-chun, a presidential chief of staff from the Park administration, who had been sentenced to two years for ordering cultural figures and groups critical of the government to be blacklisted, will also be pardoned and his rights reinstated. Business leaders said to be pardoned include Che Jae-won, the executive vice chairman of SK Group, and LIG Group chairman Ku Bun-sang, after they have either completed their prison term or their suspended sentence has expired. The pardons are part of special exemptions from administrative penalties to be granted to over 450,000 people, with the president saying during Tuesday's cabinet meeting that they are intended to revive the economy and public livelihoods. KBS is scheduled to air its New Year interview with President Yoon Suk-yeol at 10 p.m. Wednesday. The 100-minute session was pre-recorded at the presidential office last Sunday with anchor Park Jang-bum asking questions. Yoon is set to reveal the direction of policies he'll pursue in a wide array of areas, including politics, economy, and foreign affairs, as he has entered his third year in office. Attention is being drawn to the interview as the president will be explaining for the first time his stance on the luxury bag controversy surrounding First Lady Kim Gun-hee. The controversy stems from an allegation that Kim inappropriately received a luxury bag valued at around 3 million won or some 2,200 U.S. dollars from a Korean-American pastor in 2022. According to Tuesday, overturned an initial ruling that the state was not responsible for compensating humidifier disinfectant victims or their bereaved families. The Seoul High Court ordered the state to pay 3 to 5 million won or 22 to 3,800 U.S. dollars to three plaintiffs in a compensation lawsuit filed by five people, including victims of the humidifier disinfectant. The court ruled that the exercise of discretion by public officials concerning negligence during the review and announcement of chemical hazards was significantly unreasonable and therefore illegal, marking the first time in which the state's liability for compensation has been recognized. Victims who received treatment at hospitals or lost family members due to unexplained lung damage after using humidifier disinfectants made and sold by Oxyrecid Benkiser Korea between 2008 and 2011 filed a lawsuit for damages against the government and the manufacturers in 2014. The first trial in 2016 acknowledged the manufacturer's liability for compensation but dismissed a claim against the state citing lack of evidence. A government ministry and agency each blamed for last year's Jamboree difficult and fatal underpass flooding in Cheongju have received the lowest grade C in the government's annual evaluation. According to the Office for Government Policy Coordination on Tuesday, grade C was given to the Gender Equality Ministry and the National Agency for Administrative City Construction based on an assessment of policymaking, deregulation, innovation, and policy communication. Other recipients include the Korea Communications Commission, the Nuclear Safety and Security Commission, the Unification Ministry, the Semangam Development and Investment Agency, the Personal Information Protection Commission, and the Military Manpower Administration. Meanwhile, ministries of Finance, Foreign Affairs, Agriculture, Environment, Labor, Transport, Personal Management, Food and Drug Safety, as well as state agencies for Taxation, Customs, Forestry, and the Coast Guard received Grade A. The Policy Coordination Office said the highest grade was given to ministries and agencies that generated achievement felt by the public, improved regulations that deterred investments, and contributed toward normalization in state affairs.
The remains of Buddhist monks from Korea's Goryeo Dynasty were returned home after 85 years in the United States, according to the Cultural Heritage Administration. On Tuesday, the Museum of Fine Arts Boston, one of the three biggest art museums in the U.S., has agreed to return the rare and culturally significant Sarira relics to the Joge Order, the largest sect of Korean Buddhism. The donation comes after a push by the two sides for the return of the Sarira reliquary for an unspecified loan period for public display. And preservation, with an agreement reached in Boston on Monday for the U.S. Museum to send the relics before Buddha's birthday on May 15 this year. Sarira is a Buddhist term for bead-shaped objects that are retrieved among the cremated ashes of Buddhist spiritual masters. Whereas the Sarira reliquaries carry additional significance in art history as they represent Buddhist crafts created by the finest artisans of the period. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.